Hey friends, welcome to the You Are You podcast. My name is Jenny Lien, and I'm the writer and artist behind The Yay Project. Come join in as we encourage each other to celebrate our God-given design, pursue our kingdom calling, and most of all, love God 100%. Can't wait to praise God with you. Today, I want to share about a practice that has truly changed my life. And it wasn't an instant thing. I think my mom has been praying for decades that something like this would happen, but it actually started a year and a half ago during COVID. And when it comes to things to do with family and spiritual growth, maybe some of us see examples of Christian families who seem to do everything right. There's generational legacies, there's wonderful blessings, and we become discouraged at how God has yet to answer our prayers, save our family members, change hearts. And so today I pray that this episode, this testimony strengthens your faith as it did mine, because I've truly seen God move powerfully through the practice of building the family altar. If you're not familiar with the term, Essentially, a prayer altar is a place where me, we meet with God in prayer. Before Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice, paying the price for our sins, God gave his people detailed instructions for offering sacrifices on altars. Their purpose was for the atonement of sin and also to commemorate a meeting with God. Reading Leviticus, where many details are described, always fills me with serious thanks. For God is worthy of such detailed obedience and sacrifice, and we absolutely should be honoring him and giving him our very best in the way that pleases him. Because Jesus has paid the price for our sins, We're now blessed to be able to approach God at any time, and we don't need to prepare a certain animal in a specific way. So with a prayer altar, we don't need to have a physical altar, but I like to imagine one, like we can set aside a time and a place to regularly praise him, give thanks, petition for his promises, lift our lives up to him as a living sacrifice. And so sometimes when I pray, when we um, pray as a family, I sort of picture that altar in my mind and just, you know, pouring praise on top of the altar, pouring our hearts, pouring our worries, giving everything to the Lord. And As Christians who are hungry for God, we should all have personal prayer altars, amen? I mean, for most of my life, to be honest, as much as I love prayer and I guess my eyes are open (laughs) to just what a privilege prayer is that we can literally speak with God as much as we want to. For most of my life, I honestly feel really awkward about prayer. Like I wasn't comfortable praying out loud you know, what was I supposed to say? And and I think maybe, you know, fear of rejection at the time. Like, what if people judged my prayers? What if how I prayed made people think that I wasn't very mature as a Christian and all these things? And also I figured God already knew everything in my heart anyway. So did I really need to tell him? But thankfully, in my lowest season, finally, my heart was tender enough to realize the truth that prayer is such a gift such a gift. We get to talk with the God of all creation. We get to experience him. 
And isn't it so wonderful that we can soak in the presence of God? We, of course, love the relationships we have on the earth, but may we not forget how much God wants to have a relationship with us too. And also, if we love God, we want to obey him, right? And experience the fullness of what Jesus already died for us to have. And if we take it to the word, the Bible reminds us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I love these verses because once I realized that prayer is such an incredible gift, I really wanted to talk to God about anything and everything, believing that my prayers were making a difference and that God would answer. But remembering all the other parts of this teaching as well, that God wants us to rejoice always, always, and give thanks in all circumstances. Like, I don't know about you, but I definitely need God's help to do those things. And so back to praying without ceasing, asking God for strength, asking God for wisdom. Like it's such an amazing gift. And if you'd like some more encouragement on how I went from like not really praying out loud to being really uncomfortable. Honestly, even like three and a half years ago, I was uncomfortable praying in my small group out loud. And how I went from that to learning how to pray without ceasing. Check out the episode, literally, how I learned to pray without ceasing, aka the best way to get over a breakup from season one. So while our personal prayer altars are essential, God also wants us to pray together. I'm sure we all know Matthew 18, 19 to 20 really well, where Jesus says, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And Ecclesiastes 4.12, where it says, The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. In the Bible, one example of a family altar is in Genesis 24, 58-60, where Rebecca's family pray and prophesy over her before she leaves her family to join Isaac. Verse 60 says, And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. We have different types of families in this world. For me as an expat during this time of COVID, I'm thankful for my church family and my friend families. And maybe some of us are used to praying with our church and friend families, but not with our parents. Where possible, perhaps it is worth praying for opportunities here, even if it's just with one parent or with one family member, because God wants to bless our families. Deuteronomy 6, 6-7 exhorts parents to be intentional, saying, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Now, it's certainly possible that family members will say no 
to be honest, I declined my mom's request to play together for many years, thinking that I was too busy to this and that. And words can't express how thankful I am for my mom's faithful prayers, like literally decades of praying for me, my siblings, my dad, our family, our extended family, our community, <laughs> our church daily. And God answered her prayers and opened my eyes and my sister's eyes to the point where we now meet almost weekly to build our family prayer altar together. So a year and a half, two years ago, we didn't do this at all. We communicated over like text. We weren't even really Zooming, to be honest. And now this weekly prayer meeting is such a blessing. And so I wanted to share, you know, what exactly do we do? How did we start? How do we go about it? And so I think it's useful to have different roles. So my mom is really the organizer. Each week, she double checks our availability and sends out the Zoom link. And she's in Canada. My sister's in San Francisco and I'm in Hong Kong. I'm generally the note taker. And my sister is timer when we do prophetic soaking prayer and more on these two uh, parts later. And often we, we take turns choosing a verse or a worship song so we can praise God before we really dig into our prayer time. So the notes, it's been really useful to keep notes. Basically, we have a rolling Google Doc that we update each week. I screen share and then I, you know, update where there are praise reports or where things have changed. And so we have a section for our family overall, including our extended family. And then we have a section for each family member. And this was also a cool thing to do because before starting this prayer, family prayer altar habit, we weren't really used to sharing our hopes and dreams and our struggles and challenges together as a family. And this practice of just having like a more formalized document made it more natural, I think, to share and pray intimately. I honestly think, I mean, it happened during COVID where Zoom meetings became more normal. And it also started in a season where my sister and I were both going through tough things and we both really needed prayer. Um, you know, mine was on a heartbreak and hers was on like a health situation. And now it's become this time where, yeah, so I think it started because, you know, my mom was praying for both of us. And I think she just thought, you know, let's just do this together. You both really want to pray let's pray for each other. And now it's become this time where we spend usually at least an hour and a half. Maybe we were just really chatty, <laughs> but it's an hour and a half catching up on life and then settling down to share our hearts, reviewing our prayer list, updating the details, noting down answered prayers and so on. So useful to keep track of prayer journeys may help those who are less comfortable in prayer. And also it's nice to be able to see a clear list of things to pray for. And so I think sometimes when we pray, some of us are very spontaneous. We, we just pray as the spirit leads and for other people, maybe it's more comfortable to, to you know, to follow a structure, to remember all the things that we want to, want to pray for, um, not in a, you know, legalistic way, but just, it just helps to have some prompts. And also, you know, for those who want to pray throughout the week, but can't quite remember what the prayer request was, it's a nice reference document. And what do I mean by prophetic soaking, uh, prophetic prayer and soaking? So 
For me, it started a few years ago when I took a course with Nothing, Nothing Hidden Ministries, which is related to Bethel Church. And that course made the practice of seeking God for guidance before praying for others a normal thing. And so I'd heard people talk about the prophetic gift and seeing visions in the past, but it just seemed kind of like out there. But I firmly believed that there was a spiritual realm and angels and demons and all of that. And I sort of lumped spiritual gifts in that category of like, I know it exists, but do I really need to think about that? <laughs> but when I did the course, I was amazed to learn and experience that like what I thought were just my own thoughts could actually be God. And the prophecy wasn't just, you know, prophets predicting the future, but God speaking through believers to bless other believers. That God does speak to us by giving us thoughts, pictures, visions, verses in our minds today. And that God's will with prophecy is that we earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts, but especially prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.1 That prophecy should be to edify, exhort, and comfort, and be very loving. Prophecy will never, ever contradict God's word. And as the International House of Prayer Kansas City says in their post, prophecy is a gift from God for his people. It says, there can be fear about believing if God will speak and we must test the words because scripture says we prophesy in part. 1 Corinthians 13, 9. But God loves to use fellow believers to bless his body. As Leslie from Louisiana says, it's all a matter of trust in the Lord that he has your best interest at heart. He would never do anything to hurt you or embarrass you. Prophecy is for encouragement to build you up and to continue to show his love to you. So with, with prophecy, you know, of course it can be misused, but I think going into learning about it, knowing that there are people who have the gift, it is a spiritual gift. God wants to use it to bless the body and to seek him and not be afraid or to, you know, avoid it like like I used to for it's a gift and through it we get to experience God in, in a in a new way. And so with my family prayer altar time occasionally and it's only occasionally due to time constraints. because uh, you know my family's in North America, I'm in Asia and usually after prayer meetings which happen in my morning time I need to head to work. But when when we can we prophetically pray over each other. So in line with what I learned sort of in my course, I, we set aside a minute to seek God and ask him to help us bless each other. And then we pray and share what came to mind. Sometimes we get a verse or a picture, a song lyric, or even just an impression, you know, a sense that this might be what God is saying. Sometimes we don't get anything clear and that's okay. We can bless according to scripture instead. And we are certainly, you know, not perfect at this. It's growing in the gifts and just asking God to lead us and, and believing that he is growing our faith and growing our gifts. And so prophetic praying isn't something to be forced, but it's an opportunity just to pray and press in and discern what we sense might be God's voice and, and bless one another according to his word. If you've been reading The Gay Project for some time, you've likely read posts that sound like God speaking to me or to you. 
And it's often how God speaks to me. Like I will read my Bible and then pray and soak, and then I'll get like a sense and then I'll just put pen to paper and then words just sort of come tumbling out. And sometimes I'll see words in my mind. So as I write, I'll see a keyword, I guess. And then once I've written it down, I sense check it against the Bible. And then I, you know, share in hopes that it might bless others like it blesses me. And it's just been such a real encouragement for my walk and my desire to mature in my spiritual gifts when I see God using, you know, literally, you know, I, I think it's just like regurgitation <laughs> a lot of the times. Like, God, I think you're telling me this and it's really, really touching me. And I'll just share a little bit. And I think from the first time that I did it, you know, I was a bit nervous. Like, would people think I was crazy? But back when the E Project first started, I, I had no ambitions. I was just, I just felt like I was obeying God. So I was writing anonymously, a couple sentences at a time. And through the wonderfulness of hashtags, people saw it and read it and, and would message me saying how they connected. And it's just... I think a really cool way, all of the spiritual gifts, how we can connect so deeply on the things of God just by obeying how God has made us. And so I personally have also been really blessed to be prayed over by others with a mature gift of prophecy. And more and more, you know, I'll smile after receiving them because they often pray very similar things to what others have prayed over me in the past or confirm things stirring in my heart, encourage me on areas they couldn't possibly have known the details, if not from God and so on. And just to give one example, I felt like God gave me a word for 2022 and I hadn't really told anybody. I just journaled it. And then one time I went up for prayer after service, maybe three weeks after I felt God tell me the word. And then I went up for prayer because something had happened to my wrist, like a bone was sort of hurting and like popping out. Sorry to sound gross. Um, and then as the prayer minister was praying over me, praying for healing, she all of a sudden said, you know, I feel like God has given me these verses. And so she read them. And then my word of the year was in there a couple of times. It's a word that is, I don't think in that many verses in the Bible. So it's just confirmation for me. And so, so yes. And so this is a bit of a lengthy explanation on spiritual gifts and how it's such a good thing to pray over and encourage each other as a family or friend group. God says to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and literally their gifts to empower our walk and help us to connect with him more intimately. And if you feel any weirdness about them like I used to, I pray you seek God and ask him to show you his will. If you want more faith for them, pray for the gift of faith. I love that that's a spiritual gift. 1 Corinthians 7, 9. And so here are a list of the spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 7, 11. Not all of them, but but quite a few. So now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. 
to another a miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Let's pray and seek God in this area. And so lastly, after we each take turns praying for our family overall and then each member, we seal our prayers in the name of Jesus and pray for God's protection. And it reminds me of the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, where it talks about the message about the kingdom being sown like a seed on rocky ground where it doesn't take root, among the thorns where worries choke out faith and good soil where it's heard and understood and produces a crop yielding many times what was sown. Just to pray that our prayers really land on good soil and yield um, greater and greater faith. And so friends, may we pray without ceasing individually with our families, with our friends, never giving up hope that God wants to speak to us. We are his children. He wants to grow closer to us. And oh, how I pray that we just have that stirring in our spirit that we want more than anything to draw closer to God. He is alive. He answers prayers. And as it says in Psalm 141.2, I pray that we pray, may my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. So may we love to build our personal prayer altars, our family prayer altars, our friend prayer altars, our church group prayer altars, and give our wonderful, magnificent, endlessly loving and mighty God the glory due his name. Help us, Lord, to give you our best. Protect us from listening to lies from the enemy. Strengthen our discernment, our sensitivity to your Holy Spirit in us. Help us to walk with our God-given authority, shining as stars in the night sky in this world. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the URU podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode. Let's share God's love together. For podcast updates, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow Yay Podcast on Instagram. For reflections and art, follow the.yay.project on Instagram. Sending you lots of love and let's praise God together again next time.